G'day, me at 40 here. So, as you probably know, you know, last was in my life I had really poor health, which I now believe was a result of the vegetarian diet that I was raised with and that I then carried on as a, as a bad habit because all my health problems disappeared uh, in June of 2021 within two weeks of taking uh, beef organ capsules, six every morning, I think the equivalent of two ounces of, uh, of beef. And, all my health problems went away, but hobbled by poor health most of my life. All right, I wasn't able to conquer nearly as much as my spirit drove me to want to conquer. Right? As much as my testosterone levels drove me to want to conquer, I had great ambitions to conquer, yet I was too sick and weak, fragile and vulnerable to do much conquering. And so, uh, one way that I would conquer <laughs> would be uh, I'd look at pornography. It's like, oh my God, can you believe that you know, beautiful woman humiliated herself? You know, it made me temporarily feel <laughs> like a conqueror. But that was a cheap high. Uh, but I, I get a, you know, a deeper interpersonal high from uh, sleeping with women. Like I was conquering in that, that domain or even when I was in a relationship when I... You know, I'd seduce my girlfriend, like it gave me a feeling of, of conquering, and it made me feel like a man. I think for, for a man, it's essential to have that feeling of, of conquering. And large part due to my ill health and, and other problems, of us was in my life where the only conquering I was doing was in bed. And so that would lead me to put you know, too much weight and stress on my sex life and I'd want keep wanting to up the intensity of it because this was the one realm in my life where I was conquering so I wanted it to be as awesome a conquering as possible. I wanted to be you know sacking Constantinople and retaking Jerusalem. You know, I wanted to be landing on the beaches of Normandy. I wanted to be you know dropping atomic bombs on World War II Japan. Right. I wanted to be fighting the Battle of Agincourt, you know, all in the bedroom with my girlfriend. So that was a pretty, pretty tall task to, to try to vicariously experience that, that much conquering you know, just in my love life. As a 19th century Victorian gentleman, I, you know, I must use terms like love life here rather than more visceral terms. And that put, you know, a lot of pressure on these interactions. And I remember most of the women I slept with were American. And so afterwards they'd say, you know, how is that for you? And I come from a stiff upper lip, you know, Anglo-Saxon Australian culture. I'd say, oh yeah, it's a bit of all right. Not bad. Pretty good. And they'd be outraged. Like, we just had a phenomenal experience, you know, equivalent to dropping two nuclear bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and I'm saying, oh, that was good. And she'd say, good, good, it was just good. And I said, no, it was, it was amazing. It was transcendent. It was divine. We were storming the heavens. Americans really like their enthusiasm levels. Uh, and so I had to, had to storm the heavens with 
descriptions of our sex life or she'd, she'd feel cheated. But uh, because of my poor health, you know, frequently that was the only area of my life where I was conquering, either that or the fate of the Dallas Cowboys. I remember uh, fall of uh, 2007, I'd, I'd quit writing on the porn industry and uh, the, the only area of my life where I was conquering was in my Dallas Cowboys fandom. They went 13-3 and for losing to the eventual Super Bowl champion New York Giants in the divisional round uh, and in my love life. And it wasn't good to put that much weight on my love life. And it was a very sad reflection of the you know, lack of conquering going on in my real life. So now that I've regained my health, I guess it's a lot easier to have conquering going on in my, my real life. I get to conquer people online. Should we have a conversation about the scope and significance of anti-discrimination laws? Uh, sure, I'm against anti-discrimination laws. I believe the essence of civility and civilization is the power to exclude. So, I'm opposed to anti-discrimination laws. Uh, so, you know, I'm quite familiar with 12-step programs for love addiction, sex addiction, porn addiction, and the like. And that one key part of my recovery has been just developing new areas where I can feel like I'm conquering. So I'm not compulsively driven just to try to conquer in, in the bedroom, but there are vaster swaths of life that are open up to me for, for conquering, including just myself, my habits, so that the way I'm, isn't this gorgeous? I can just conquer myself. Uh, I have a coherent, cohesive, day where I feel pretty good about every decision, every choice, every action, pretty much that I made that day, that eating foods aligned with my best interests, that I'm getting the... I'm putting in the work and earning the income that's aligned with my best interests, that I'm uh, doing things above board. So I've been having this recurring nightmare where I've... In my nightmare, I'm kind of turning a blind eye to some bad behavior and tacitly encouraging it. And then when the bad behavior explodes, uh, there are investigations, then the investigations come back to me and I end up getting you know, led away in, in handcuffs. It's just because I'd like tacitly you know, turned, a, turned a blind eye to, to bad behavior. Well, for much of my life, I tried to just try to get away with as much as I could get away with, but then that leads to nightmares like uh, I'm going to get out of, you know, I'm going to get discovered, I'm going to get revealed, I'm going to get charged, convicted, humiliated, ostracized. So, trying to approach life with the attitude that everybody knows everything. So, I'm no longer trying to get away with things. And how would I act and speak if my words and actions are recorded on the front page of the New York Times? Right, uh, that uh, that diminishes my my fear of being being outed and ostracized and humiliated, but uh, still still getting those recurring nightmares. My God, I was so relieved when I 
woke up at about uh, 2.30 this morning and uh, discovered that I hadn't really been arrested. And in fact, I hadn't done any of the awful things. Hadn't even tacitly turned a bl blind eye to bad behavior that I that had committed in my in my dream. So uh, here's here's one thing that uh, all of my sponsees uh, fail to delve into with any enthusiasm, diligence, or depth. And that's my three-part, my three-question series that was given to me by someone else in the 12-step program. If you got like a maladaptive habit, practice behavior going on in your life, they're right about why does this serve you? So you're not getting enough sleep. Like why does lack of sleep serve you? Then write about how does it hurt you? And then write about how you'd benefit from being in the opposite of this uh, problem. So you have uh, an abundance of good sleep. And my sponsors never want to investigate in any depth why does this bad habit serve them. But if you're, say, a covering alcoholic and you go back to drinking alcohol, that's because at that moment, drinking alcohol presents a quicker, more visceral, more effective answer to your problems than working your program. Like if you're a porn addict in recovery and you've abstained for three months, then you relapse. That's because in your relapse, you get a visceral experience that is more filled with joy and pleasure. And it's more of a solution to your problems than uh, working your program. So if you're consistently failing with your program, it's because your program's running on something close to empty and you have to figure out legitimate ways to meet your needs, like ways that are, that are not maladaptive. So, for example, I have, a, I have a deep visceral need to give my opinion on things. But if I do this routinely in my social life or in my work life, that's a maladaptive habit. It will cause people to shun me and it will cause me to you know, get demoted or fired. So instead, I developed the habit of uh, sharing my thoughts you know, on my blog and on my YouTube channel. And so I can take that, that male desire to conquer, but take it outside the realm of promiscuity, outside the realm of work, outside the realm of many of my social interchanges, so I don't need to conquer my friends and discussions anymore. I can just you know, go on YouTube and conquer the commenters. And uh, it's a much healthier way of meeting my need to, to conquer. Uh, also, thanks to the return of my good health, you know, I get to do pull-ups and push-ups and weights every other day. And it, I struggled for months to be able to do one pull-up. This, this is in 2022, yeah. And uh, now I can do one pull-up easy, I can do two pull-ups easy, and I'm not even struggling to reach my, my chin above the tree branch. It's just like I'm way above the tree branch. And some days I can go on to do three or four. Right, I've kind of conquered myself. I've, I've built up my strength. So there are all sorts of aches and pains that uh, go away when you work out regularly, if you're doing the proper exercises. And so I, 
work out regularly and you know when I'm not working out I'm doing other procedures to locate and release unnecessary tension and so I very rarely have any physical pain so that gives me a feeling of mastery and conquering you know, over over my body and whatever's going on in your body is going to have a profound effect on your thinking and on your emotions as well and like when you're a wreck in your body you're going to be much more easily driven to taking maladaptive quick fixes you know, such as drugs, alcohol or uh, you know, visceral online behavior that's not good for you because you're just looking for that, that quick fix to get you out of the, the pain or annoyance the sadness of your physical life so man must conquer right whether it's in, in the Jewish formulation conquering the Yetzirah right? the evil inclination uh, conquer your laziness say by getting up early going to Minyan studying Torah uh, or conquering in the workplace so I noticed with many of my sponsees they want to meet this need to conquer by spending maladaptive hours in prayer and meditation. And instead of meeting their responsibilities as, as husbands and fathers and earning some serious coin to provide for their family, you know, they want to drift off into hours of prayer and meditation. I, I know for myself, I'm very tempted to spend a lot of time listening to my favorite tunes and then you know, walking down the street listening to my favorite tunes, you know, getting lost in fantasies of my own imaginary success. So it's great to be able to listen to tunes you know, as you go about your day because you get to set your mood essentially by the music you select. But I'd rather you know, use most of that time listening to uh, audible books and conquering the great frontiers of knowledge. So, um, you know, if you're an overeater and you're you're eating too much ice cream and cake and candy, right? You got a legitimate need for pleasure or escape from misery that you are more effectively, more quickly meeting through you know, acting out in the food you're eating rather than following your Overeaters Anonymous program. But you have to. You have to find legitimate ways of meeting your needs. So, I remember in one of my 12-step programs, uh, tracking your spending and tracking your earning was an essential part. Right? That was a very rigorous discipline. And I immediately noticed that I cut way back on my spending so I didn't want the aggravation of having to write it down. And in another program, you track your time. But I did it just during the weekdays, right? I just gave myself the weekends off. I didn't track time. I didn't work on the weekends, so I'd work really hard during the week. So from 2016 to 2018, I was working 40 to 60 hours a week, but only during weekdays. Then I just gave myself the weekends completely off, and I would indulge myself. I would watch sports if I wanted to. Uh, I'd indulge how I spent my time as long as it wasn't uh, maladaptive or destructive or you know threatening my sobriety so I gave myself the, the pleasure the time to pursue my intellectual interests on the weekends just basically unlimited time I kept my weekends largely free of obligations and so 
I, I met my legitimate needs to conquer and to explore on the weekends and then I could work hard during the week and knowing I had two, two days ahead in which I could uh, conquer and explore and, and do, do what I wanted. So for some reason my sponsor is very reluctant to explore you know, why they are engaging in the, the character defects, say, of uh, dishonesty. Right? It, because for me it started out as a fear of punishment. You know, I, I'd get physically hit by people who are taking care of me. And so at a very young age I learned to lie try to reduce the number of times that I was bounced off the walls. So, recovery from dishonesty begins with me. Begins with how has dishonesty served me, and it served me by helping me escape a whole lot of, you know, physical punishment. Uh, it also serves me. I don't like certain types of uh, physical or direct uh, confrontation. I like avoiding a lot of hard conversations. Uh, and it would often enable me to avoid hard work because I just like taking the easy way. So I had to plumb the depths of how dishonesty or inconsideration, uh, fearfulness, like the, the major character defects, uh, self-seeking, I had to come to a deep understanding of how these character defects or maladaptive habits and practices were serving me. Uh, and then come to terms with how they were costing me. And then imagine a future in which I engaged in the opposite of these maladaptive habits and, and, and uh, character, matters of character, and to see the rewards that were possible for me. But uh, unless we, you know, we have legitimate needs, and we, we engage in what seem like stupid, self-defeating, self-destructive behavior because we have legitimate needs that this behavior is meeting. Look, I'm coming back here a thousand times if I have to. They don't do this to me. I win. They lose. I'm the conqueror here. We are the conquerors. Right? Don't think of this as you're just watching a live stream with three other people right now. Think of this as you've been selected to a very exclusive private party. Okay, mate. Talk to you later.